James earns millions from internet marketing. Tim's got millions of questions. Welcome to Freedom Ocean. Now, jump on in. Hi guys, it's Tim here and I just want to let you know that this is a special episode of Freedom Ocean that we recorded live at James's recent event, Fast Web Formula 3. So James and I are live on stage and we start by talking about uh, the medium of podcasting and then launch in to a live episode in front of about 200 people. So enjoy. See ya. Tim Reed, and this is. <laughs> I got called Roy. We got called Roy and HG just down there by someone, which I. Which one would you be? Yeah, I don't know. It's more like Tweedledum and Tweedledee, I, I reckon. You've, you've got a really good voice for podcasting. Yeah, right. Okay. You've got a good head for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. So, oh, Timbo, we're going to be talking about podcasting. Yeah, we are. Yep. How many times was podcasting mentioned at Fast Web Formula 2 out of interest? I know you like you wouldn't know, although knowing you, you probably did count. But do you know, like, uh, at all? No, I don't. No, no. You don't know, or you don't? Because I don't. Would, it's been mentioned a lot. I think it's it's becoming more popular because yeah. of all the smartphones. That's the, the big thing I noticed when I travelled overseas recently is how many people have iPads, hmm. which means that they have iTunes. Yeah. And I recently got an Apple TV. So I was looking at... Uh, you love free, your Apple TV, Well, you? I love my Apple TV. Mm. I would not want a video store right now. But you can, you, know, you can actually put your radio tunes from podcasting right on the Apple TV. Yep. I love the fact that people... Hello, by the way. Hello. Hello. Forgot there was a crowd out there. There is. There is. I'm James. And I'm Tim. That's going to confuse, isn't it? Yeah, because, well... Some people don't know. No, well, well they know you, who you, you are. tell them. If they looked at your T-shirt, they'd know what we do. Don't look at the man cans, just look at the t-shirt. <laughs> well, we use Tim's boobs as a, like a Facebook promotional tool. <laughs> uh, here we go, here we go. Yeah. Well, you know, that's a lovely t-shirt, Thank Tim. you, thank you. Do you want me to model it? Yeah, what's on the back there? Woo! Taking a dip in the ocean yet. I haven't got so... a button. I'm always so conscious of turning my back to the crowd. Mm. Would have been nice if you got two T-shirts. I did, but one was too small. Right. So it's on its way. Okay. Sort of, it's in the mail. Like that check. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> eh? Yeah. But what about podcasting? Oh yeah, yeah. That's do you love it? I do actually like it. Yeah. Yeah. No, actually, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Just try to squeeze that little bit of emotion out of I love James. It. It's, it's, <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Because I was talking to James in the lead up to Fast Web Formula 3 and texting and emailing and simple question, are you excited? Sometimes you didn't even reply. <laughs> Other times it was just some, you, know, you had a technical question or, you know, like a fact or, or more like, when are we going to record? That's, your, that's the big question. Yeah, straight to the point. Yeah. We, we did speak on the phone. We did. We had a yeah, chat, yeah, combo. Chat. We had a, a brainstorm. We had a, this fantastic idea yeah, yeah. that we'd, uh, we thought, we had this good idea, we thought we'll put together a podcasting package uh, because I was talking to Mick. Always from the salesman. Oh, come on, you're the pitch man. Not I know, I know. So I'm just going to get in before the big torrent of pitch comes. So. <laughs> yeah. No, we're talking, I was talking to Mick, Superfast Websites, and I said, all these people want podcasts. They're going yeah. to want podcasts. We should put together a podcast package. Yeah. And so we were talking on the phone, and Tim said, that's a good idea. Hmm. So we did talk. Yeah, we did. And, you know, like podcasting generally, like we're going to have a little chat about podcasting, and it, it is. It's, it's, I'm starting to notice, because I've been doing it for three years with Lukey, Hello, Lukey out there. Hey, Luke. Um, go, Lukey. Where are you, mate? Hands up. Luke, uh, did, did he give you a T-shirt? Have a ever? look. No. Okay. Look. Well, at least we're on the same level. I just want to know where we stand. So, Lukey and I started small business, big marketing three years ago, and it was a bit of a, um, a, bit of a hobby. Still is. It's becoming what, what an expensive was, hobby. What was the podcast? <laughs> small business, big marketing. Right. And... Um, We've just noticed, I mean, you know, podcasting's been around, the, the ability to do it's been around for about seven years, and, and um, right now, I mean, it's a lot of this, sometimes, I don't know, like, as internet marketers, you might feel like the, um, what's that saying, the ship has left the shore, yeah. just to keep it within the whole ocean analogy, Yep. Um, 
But, you know, something like podcasting is something that right now is just... It's still early days and it's exciting and it's right. It's, it's such a great medium to... You know, ticked a lot of the stuff that Ed was talking about yesterday about, you know, you can SEO stuff, you can buy traffic, or you can develop a market leadership. And I reckon podcasting definitely, like, ticks that box such in such a big way. And I can do all of those things. Yes, yeah. exactly right. <laughs> well, see, one of the elements of our podcast that I think's worked well is that we've brought some of my traditional things to the party. Yep. The, you know, like the website and the SEO mm-hmm. and um, the subscription list mm-hmm. and transcriptions and content. All those things. Yeah. And video. Video. We have a YouTube channel. We have a Facebook page. We have a WordPress blog. We give transcriptions from every single episode mm. when they come through. Yep, when they do come through. One of yep. us does the transcriptions. I can tell you what, like, there's so many lessons I've learned, and, like, this is the internet marketer guy. I'm the guy who's, you know, half internet marketer, half marketer, whatever that means. But, you know, like... Um, but there is, I mean, one of the things that I've learned, and I'm, you know, I'd love to, that's what I'd love to share with you right now is like that ability, systems, systems is everything, podcasting in particular, you know, like, because one of the reasons most people aren't podcasting is because it does require systems, does require planning, and there's some technical stuff that if you break through it, I mean, one of the great bits of advice you gave me early on was like, you know, the reason a lot of people don't, in fact, I think you were talking about Nanocast at that was, stage, yeah. you weren't talking about podcasting, but it applies. Here. I'm wondering how you got the first one started because you're so system averse. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking maybe the other half was organised. Yes. No, but we were talking about Nanocast, and what did I say to you? Find someone else to do it. Yeah, that's what I said. (laughs) And I did. He's in the audience. Yeah, he's a nice guy too. He's a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. I've spent a lot of time with him, but I'll get to know Mike out there somewhere. I met his wife today. Wife. Yep. Okay. Wasn't sure whether it was wife or. You know, maybe... Yeah. Anyway, we digress. No. <laughs> we digress. Do no. um, you know how I got the first one, the first podcast of Small Business Big Marketing or of Freedom Yeah, Open? I'm thinking, I mean, you came up against a barrier with Nanocast. Yeah, yeah. And I said to you, yeah. this is the reason... A lot, of, a lot of people don't do stuff, you know, and that, I, that's one of the big lessons, and I continue to have to break through um, barriers with this internet marketing thing because there are, there's a lot of technical hurdles and a lot of things that you've either got to choose to, you either you go, you know what, too hard, um, I'm going to choose to learn it or I'm going to find someone else to do it. And podcasting's got a few of those, and my advice is break through them because the, 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 there's, there's riches in traffic, there's riches in revenue, there's riches in building your, your, your own brand, all those things at the other side of it. But they're not easy to break through some of them. I mean, you just walk well, on through them. It's like, yeah, well, you know, I think that that's the thing. I think it's selective attention. I think you actually look... <laughs> Hang on, is this a casting session for me? Like, no, no. Do you want me to lie not. down? Oh, I, I, don't know, I don't know how they work. Uh, not a casting, I meant like counselling. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure. I, haven't, I have done castings. Okay, don't go there. Actually, Gideon has done castings. He's on tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, he's an actor. What kind of castings? Is that the casting We'll, couch, we'll ask him. There? We'll ask him. But, okay, so I think you actually have a thing about tech, which I don't have. Mm. I have this assumption that somewhere somebody has been able to do it, so therefore I must be able to do it or find someone that can, so I'm not going to be bothered by it. Now, even just running this event, we've had a myriad of technical hurdles. Uh, as in, like, on the first day, when we were supposed to start at nine, at uh, like two minutes to nine, we had basically no microphones, the screens didn't work, and um, you know, these things happen. Mm. But you just think, well, okay, there's no point getting angry about it, we've just got to find solutions and just run with what we've got. Um, okay, we can do without speaker's notes, we could chop a little bit of the slide off if we have to, but the show must go on. So I'm not so bothered by it, but I celebrate little hurdles because mm. I know that they're the ones that people trip over and they go home and, and cry about and then complain that life's too difficult. Mm. And somebody, I think it was Eli Goldrat, he said, don't wish... Who? Eli Goldrat. You should look him up, he's good. But he said, don't wish for an easy life, uh, wish for a rich wish and full life. Wish for a really life. easy life. Oh, rich and full life. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> rich and full life. <laughs> this guy's a classic. 
So what do you, have you been surveying or polling people what, what they want to know about podcasts? Yeah, I have. I have. I've got, I'll put a few, a few tweets out saying, you know, I'm going to get up on with James and, and rattle on about podcasting. So we've got some questions. One's a technical question, you know, which is interesting. Oh, what's the best recorder and microphone? But, you know, like that's a question that, you know, I was probably asking in the early days, but it's like that's a hurdle in itself. Really, there's just lots of different things you can do to get your, your audio down. Um, to be specific, I mean, we use, well, I use a Blue Yeti um, and use Audacity, and, and, but I'm, uh, I'm just okay, so not a technical did, guy. When did you get your Blue Yeti? I got it like two months ago, three months ago. And how long have you been ago. podcasting? Three years. Yeah, so, you know, like, I can't tell you, like, this is not, if you've got technical questions about podcasting, ask Luke, well, not me, <laughs> ask James, ask someone else, ask the person next to you. Um, Tim, because what sort of microphone should I use? <laughs> <laughs> anything, just anything. You know, like, there's a $1.99 app on here called iTalk, which is pretty damn good. Um, there's, um, yes, I use a Blue Yeti, and we use Audacity, which is a free bit of download software, but, you know, like, um, get on to somewhere, you know, like, even with that stuff, I mean, you've got to buy the hardware but in terms well, of let's talk about the double header because that is of interest yeah, yeah. we've both been listening to a podcast that had pretty crappy audio quality and they've yeah. recently been alerted to the idea that you both record and then you put the track into a centralized place and somebody just splices it together that's exactly our process now yep. so we used we started out recording at my place and now we just do it from wherever and we record at each end and we drop it into Dropbox. I created a system for us. You did? Remember? I, had a, I went into Dropbox and I said Freedom Ocean old and I put everything we'd had up until that point there and Freedom Ocean new and I said we just put your recording there and I put my recording there and our, our other friend Liam joins them together. Yeah, uh, but then Tim just emails me his link to the recording. I'm, I'm like, no, 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 just put it in the new Dropbox, <laughs> new. All right, you're, but, make, you're making this Tim guy. No, no, but after two or three, after two or three goes, it's a routine. Yeah, it is. It's, it a, is. it's actually we've created a system to make it very easy to record them. Now what we need to do is free you up so that we can record them. Absolutely. Yeah, but, you know, like that, that in itself, like that Liam, so even before, Liam is a guy who works for a large TV network who approached us, and one of the learnings, or not so much learnings, but one of the things with podcasting is you just don't know what to expect from it. He, he approached us and just said, guys, I've been listening to your show. I'm a you know, lead audio uh, engineer at a TV network, and I want to do all your editing from now on. Now, now you don't expect that type, and there's some lots of other things that have come out of podcasting besides just sales, you know, like um, the ability to, once again, I mean, for me, it's been client generation and the ability to get keynote speaking gigs, selling stuff, um, but it's amazing what comes from it. And before Liam, which is, I think is interesting in itself, um, I had a guy for a number of months, and Luke and I had a guy, and we had, I think we used him as well, where I found him on Fiverr, and for 10 bucks an episode, he was in, like, Tucson, Arizona. I find so many people in Tucson, Arizona. I don't know what, that is, what, that, what that's about, but, you know, Arizona is a bit of a hotbed, I think, James, of creativity and engineering. But, you know, like, um, this guy just, for 10 bucks, I, we would send him the file, and he would just go, like that, with it, and it would come back as a finished podcast, as an MP3, and um, you know that was a blessing in itself. And now Liam's come on, and he had sound effects. Yeah, he's got sound effects. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that's a technical question. We've got another one um, from Cloder. Who's hello, Cloder? Who's out there? What would you do differently if you started Freedom Ocean again? That's an interesting question. I, I, Freedom Ocean is a bub, a babe in the woods. We've only done. Um, 26, 26 episodes. Yep. So, you know, it's young and I'm enjoying it. What I do, what I'm trying to do is, my, from my point of view, and James is the one always saying, when are we going to record? But get into that system, that process of actually knocking one out, you know, once a week or however, whatever we agree to do. Um, I had an operation recently which took me out of the game, but I'm back in it and we're going to but sort it, of get it, into it that. It creates good fodder for our episodes too, the struggles, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. struggles and trials I seem to and do tribulations. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we've, we've uh, worked you through a, a product creation process. Yep. Uh, we've done a site review. Yep. Uh, there were tears in that yeah, one. Yeah, there were tears. But, yeah, put myself uh, out there. Who's listened to that one? Yeah. yeah. That one did, was not going to go to air, but Tim we said that we are not publishing that episode. 
delete the episode. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that Dropbox winds back deletions? Like, it's got yeah. stored copies. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? It does. God bless Liam. <laughs> We've got a question from Ryan that says, um, how do you research and choose a topic and style for your podcast that will connect with an audience? Um, we don't. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. I normally don't um, know the topic no, you don't. until the episode starts. Yeah. But from my point of view, you know, like, I, I, I don't try to manufacture anything. I think for anyone who's thinking of podcasting, I think you've got to be yourself. So what I love about podcasting is really simple, and I do come at it from a small business marketing sense because that's kind of, that's my heartland. And I love the fact, here's a mindset. Forget about, oh, I'm going to be a podcaster. It gives you the ability as a small business owner to have your own show. And I find that amazing. Now, it's not for everyone, because you've got to like talking. You've got to probably, I don't know, maybe you need to be extroverted. I'm not sure. But you've got to like sharing information, whether that be entertaining or educating. It doesn't matter. But that's pretty powerful stuff. As a marketing channel, you know, I look, because I grew up in sort of an advertising world where everything was expensive. And, you know, now to create a podcast and for you, the small business owner or the internet marketer, that one-person show, to have your own show, I reckon that that makes for a pretty powerful medium. And there's a lot of there's a lot of online marketing channels that allow for that these days, but and podcasting's definitely one of them. Apple, you know, like Apple, it's a button on the top of the Apple store. Well someone asked me in the break, uh, how do they start how do they take on their authority in the market? You know, I just said be the authority. Yep. Just start being who you need to be now. Broadcast, create. Um, send yep. out press releases, put up your own website, like be the voice that you want to be and um, just start. Like as soon as you're ready, uh, you can do that. Now, so you can be up and running with a podcast in a day if you yep. have ninjas. It could take a week or two if you need help. Yep. We'll Should people question. be podcasting? Well, it's a big question. From my point of view, I'm sold on it. You know, I love it. And, you know, for me, once again, you know, like, I can't do as much sort of mouse computer work as, as I was used to, because I just had a spinal operation, and I've realised that sitting at the computer for ages is just stuffing with me. So, for me, my internet marketing business model going forward is, is audio, is podcasting, is creating information that way, because it doesn't require me sitting at a desk and doing that. I mean, I, can do, I still need to do computer work, but not as much. Should everyone podcast? No, but... It's underutilised, big and time. Would you do anything di anything else different with Freedom Ocean? What about like the name or the positioning? Oh, of do it? you know the, the only thing with the name? I love the name and I love the whole concept that it conjures up. But it's hard. People go, "What Freedom Ocean?" We didn't test that, but we had a lot of fun coming up with the name. Just that I have to repeat it three times when someone says, "What's the name of your show?" Maybe it's my thick Aussie accent, James, but uh, I just did an American accent to do an Aussie accent, but that's weird. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sometimes I wonder, do you get my sense of humour? Or... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you say sense of humour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. Say, yeah. I just, I just see <laughs> lips flapping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's harsh. Oh, no, that no, is harsh. I had love to, you like a brother. I had to go there. <laughs> well, we do another question, or um, should we um, do something special? Are there any other questions? Yeah, there are. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, absolutely, there are. So, Ryan, uh, we've answered Ryan's question, um, which is well, sort of I sort of did, but like, would you the style of your podcast that will connect with an audience? I just think be yourself and think about what it is you like to talk about, because at the end of the day, you've got to do that one, and you can't make it up. You've got to enjoy what it is you talk about, and the passions got to show. Um, uh, what else we got? Another technology question. Um, measurement. Someone's asking about measurement. Oh, yes. You know, like, huh? That'd be your you area. Love, yeah, right. <laughs> you love. Can't manage what you don't measure. That's says it. Says James. Yeah, what's, <laughs> what gets measured gets done. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you measure it differently to me. Right now, we're building something. So, you know, I'm, I'm conscious of like, just keep building and don't, don't look back, you know. But what do you measure? Like, when you think of freedom, what are you actually measuring? Um, what am I measuring? I'm measuring sales. I'm measuring downloads. Well, not so much downloads yet. We just started measuring downloads of small business, big marketing. It's hard to get data from iTunes. Um, I'm measuring um, listener reviews, of which we get lots, more than almost 
any other podcast, um, and that just gives you sense, that gives you feedback, you know, that you're onto something, and I really like that, or you know, generally people, it's very positive. Yeah. Um, so I'm measuring that, um, and coming to an event like this, this is the first time that I've come to event an event um, like this where I've had so much reaction, because hmm. you do. I mean, you're kind of stuck in your cave doing the show, and you don't realise that there are people listening out there, and that you know, there's there's a lot of appreciation, there's a lot of love out there, James. <laughs> How do you measure it? Well, I measure uh, from how many email responses oh, we yeah. get. Because yeah. we, do, we do this different thing where we say that we actually read the emails and if you want to contact us, just like hit reply. Who would have thought? You know, old school. <laughs> so I hate those silly, you know, no reply at, and then you send a reply and it bounces back. It's like, you know, please send in your DNA sample, blood type, and go through <laughs> three hoops of fire, and we might look at your ticket if, we, if you like. So, I measure it by the, the response, and we've had some really heartfelt, oh, emotional, yeah. like, you've changed my life, uh, keep doing the episodes, uh, I've, I've transformed my business sort of stuff. That, that drives me. Uh, I am interested in the financials. I like to see what we sell from it. We're able to track it in a few ways. Uh, and I also measure the database, because as you know, I like to, I like to build things that create cash flow, that. Uh, could be sold, and when I say sold, you know, the database, the list that we're generating um, could easily um, accept endorsements or be moved across to some other platform that's not necessarily so Tim and James dependent. Mm. Freedom Ocean sort of breaks one of my rules a little bit, but not fully, which is the one that it works without me. The, the exception is, yes, we have to do the actual recording, but even 26 episodes all up is it's really only like 30 or 40 hours but those episodes are up and they are they're working all day every day on other people's devices so they're mm. leveraged mm. if it was just a one-time live thing like this and this is the only way that i could uh, get some payback from it i wouldn't be able to justify it mm. yeah lots of different ways of measuring aren't there there are facebook you know twitter well actually not on twitter chosen not to be there yet well, you like um, Twitter more than I do. Yeah, yeah I come in and you out of Twitter. You have a love-hate relationship. I do have a love-hate relationship with Twitter, but that's another discussion, I think. Yeah. That would di we'd digress. No, I'll, I'll wait for the small business, big marketing. It comes out every three or four episodes. <laughs> yeah, it does, it does. <laughs> it does. Hey, um, got an idea. Okay. You got anything else to say about podcasting? No. Why don't we do an episode? Like a live episode? Should we do a survey? Who wants to do an episode of small, uh, small of Freedom Ocean? <laughs> yeah? Yeah, yeah? Why don't we do one? James, why don't you head onto the couch and um, let's start the music. Right up. James earns millions from internet marketing. Tim's got millions of questions. Welcome to Freedom Ocean. Now, jump on in. James Shremko, welcome back to the ocean, my friend. G'day, Timbo, how are you? It's an absolute pleasure to see your shining dial again, and I am very well. This <laughs> is an unusual episode. Well, before we actually start saying why it's unusual, we should welcome back our listeners to Australia's leading, most loved, most giving internet marketing show, Freedom Ocean. Um, yeah, welcome, listeners. Oh. Who's that? I don't know, is that... It sounds like we've got visitors. We have got visitors. And for everyone else listening who doesn't happen to be here from all around the world, we are sitting on some orange couches at Fastweb Formula 3, James' live event in Caloundra, Queensland, and we're in front of a live audience. So what doesn't everyone say? G'day. Look at that. Look at that, hey? <laughs> so we just, uh, it's business as usual. Mate, as usual, absolutely. Normally we would be, uh, normally I'd be sprawled out on your lounge room floor or lying on a couch somewhere. Well, feel or free, I wouldn't mind. Put, I might. Put our I get a bit uncomfortable right? as I, as we go through the process of the pod, of the episode, but we'll see. I mean, if I do move around, yep. it's just because I think I'm, you know, at home. I might, <laughs> if I put the bathrobe on, <laughs> that wouldn't be pretty. Oh, dear. <laughs> But mate, um, welcome back to the ocean. Um, we have got a very interesting topic today. I think it's hilarious. You do, yes. I, I think it's one of the funniest topics that I could possibly, possibly cover. Um, mistakes you've made and things that you do differently. Now, come on, mate. Yeah. Really? 
Well, you know, you've I, made mistakes. No, I, he, I listed them all down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there they yes. are. That would be a blank piece of paper for people <laughs> listening at home. No, actually, the scary thing was, is I just jotted down a couple of notes. So I ended up five, six pages, and we might be having to label this episode the one where Tim actually feels normal again. Because <laughs> I don't I've, think that'll ever I've happen. I've made some great mistakes, some fantastic ones, but Have I don't really? know if anyone really be that interested in them. I think you would. <laughs> yes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, along the way, how long have you been doing this internet marketing caper for? About six and a half years. Okay, yeah. okay. So there's clearly, clearly things that you... I, I'm hoping, I'm yeah. hoping. There's things that you do differently and mistakes you've made along the way. So uh, we won't number them, because every time I number something in an episode, I always forget where we're up to, but... Why don't you lead the way with a mistake? All right. Well, let, let's start with uh, the, the Fast Web Formula 3 website. Uh, occasionally, I'll go and make an update. Uh, the price might change, or I'll speak to Alexi, and he'll say, you know, you should put, like, a list of seven reasons why someone should come or whatever. So I'll log in, and I'll put the reasons and, and save it, and then I'll get an email or a phone call the next morning uh, from my friend Samuel. He says, hey... Uh, there's no order button on the website. Ooh. He goes, I'm trying to buy a ticket, and yeah, there's no order button. You need one. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I guess I better log in and put one. So, you know, even now, six and a half years later, uh, to sell my own event, I occasionally wipe the order button code and don't check it. So Just my, on that, did you like? Was there a number of different order buttons? Did you split test that baby out of the park, or uh, oh, like you wouldn't believe? Yeah. And we'll be going through that uh, tomorrow at yep. the event. Uh, but if you listen to this, we've already done it. Yeah, correct. That's weird. Correct. Can you get your mind that's around a bit that? weird. Yeah, that that's is weird. Wacky. So, uh, interestingly, now I do split test, and that's when you're likely to make these errors. That the more activity you do, and the more complicated you try and make something, the more you open up the risk of something going wrong. So you, you know that old thing. You know, if it's not broken, don't don't fix it. Mm -hmm. Don't well, break it. Yeah, well, I, I, I quite often break things that are working perfectly in order to try and make them better. And I'm not that scared of it, but it does happen. In fact, I've got several mistakes along those lines. Uh, a similar one was when I was doing paid traffic and I set up my campaign and I didn't bother to check it for a few days. And about $13,000 later mm -hmm. in ad spend, oh. uh, I logged in to check it. Yeah. And uh, and it was it was good. I had the potential of making good commission from that if I had been sending traffic to the right page. So you know these things do happen. I, I do suggest you check, but not just you. Maybe have someone else check stuff if you're getting into the the higher stakes. What did you say when you realised that that campaign had been running and thirteen thousand dollars had like, been spent? Oh bother! <laughs> <laughs> bother them, well, well, silly yeah. James. Yeah, silly me. <laughs> You know, and no. this is this is something that is probably an important highlight. That was a bit weird. <laughs> so glad this is a podcast. I'm just trying to make your beautiful daughter yeah. Jordan laugh. Yeah. That's all, because you're in my line of sight, Jordan. That's and, my uh, that's my 14 year old. 14 year olds think I'm funny. And Tim's spanking his butt. Like <laughs> I just don't care. That's not at all weird. We might do okay. this as a vodcast. <laughs> yeah. Hey? We'll take, definitely take a screenshot of that part of the video right then. <laughs> okay, so uh, one thing is like, sometimes if we make a big gaffe like that, we actually get so scared of doing it again that we stop taking small risks. Yeah. And if I had have done that, I would have missed out on the next time that that happened. I remember very clearly uh, I logged into my AdWords account and... Overnight, I had spent uh, seven or eight thousand dollars again. Again? Again. And you'd think I would have learnt the first time. Oh, now you're looking silly. I would have been, except that this time it was the right page uh -huh. and I had doubled my money nice. between when I went to, to bed and when I woke up. And all I'd done was tick the content network and just turned it on. So it was like taking a risk paid me back. So. It's another one of those ones, you know, where I, when I, when I, used, when I blow five or six or seven or ten or fifteen thousand dollars now, I usually figure out how that happened. I 
certainly try not to do it again, but it doesn't shy me away from still investigating. Mm. Do you want to hear another mistake? Totally. Lots. Okay, I... Um, Surely you've got lots. Tell, well, me, tell me you've got lots. I bought a domain and I thought I'd bought it at, at auction, but what some of these sneaky auction sites do is they list their domains for sale in the same sort of space, just a little bit above or right nearby the auctions. So I saw the domain oh, yeah. and I, I grabbed it because uh, it was reasonably priced, I thought, but I overpaid on the domain uh, by probably six or seven thousand dollars. You know, so. okay. and, and then when I retro investigated the domain, I'd seen that it had been listed on several sites for at least nine months. So what's the learning there? The learning was uh, don't mix up your uh, listed domains with your auction domains because mm. they're a completely different animal. Mm. The person listing their domain is trying to stag a sale price and an auction is far more of a uh, of a what something is worth. You know, yesterday we were hearing about something's worth what you pay for, uh, you know, what the market will bear for it. So the auction is a more realistic gauge, but the, the listed domains are usually overpriced because I buy a lot of domains and I almost always buy them for half or less what they list it for. So I guess because I made a mistake that time, I might have lost $6,000, but I have saved probably fifty or sixty thousand dollars. So how are you buying domains for half the price they're listed for? Because this isn't the list okay, of price. This is my this is my premium domain buying process now. I think if I could wave a magic wand, what domain would I like for this website? And then I type it into the browser and an incredibly huge amount of time it says this domain is for sale and I think you beauty. It's not being used, they haven't developed it and I submit that little form that says, you know, make an offer. And I put in my offer and they send me back their, no, sorry, we, we can't accept that. Our minimum is $468, that's a standard thing. Do you go back and say, do you realise who I am? No, I don't want no. them to know who I am. Right. Hey, I just spent like $500,000 on domains last year. I actually don't want them to know <laughs> that I buy domains right. all the time. No. What I do is I say uh, that I am making a decision on this domain uh, by the end of the week. I have options. I, I can get a very similar one for $9, or I can have this one. You're asking $2,800, uh, prepared to pay $750. And then they send back, look, the, the guy won't take anything less than $1,800. And then I'll come back and say, it's, it's really not worth that much to me, uh, but I would, I would pay $1,250, but by the end of the week, I'm gonna make a decision one way or the other. And they go and put pressure, time pressure, and urgency on the seller. Mm -hmm. Uh, so the, the last domain that I bought like that, they wanted $10,000 for, and I bought for $5,000, and that was uh, linkjuice.com, nice. which is pretty and much- you've been offered more than that since. I, well, the day, literally the day after it, I hopped on a plane, I went to Texas, which is near your hot spot. Told you. Yeah, and uh, I, I mentioned to a friend of mine that I just bought it, and she said, I'll give you 10 grand for that domain right now. Nice. And so of course I say, not for sale. No. No way. So, do you realise who I am? <laughs> you know, that reminds me of the last time... If it's time weird I... that we're sitting at the end of the couches each, like, it's not that we don't want to get closer, no, but, but you sink there. We're, we're not lovers. No, we're not lovers. This is not a love seat. Correct. This is... Correct. So this is the hot seat. The last time I heard, do you know who I am, it was when I was at Mercedes-Benz, and I hired this English guy. Oh, that's all we good. He was a nightmare to hire. He had, like, visa problems. We had to sponsor his health It wasn't care. James Dyson, was it? It wasn't James Dyson. <laughs> He's, Siraj? I'm, no, I'm lucky that he even lets me hire him occasionally to do t designs. But, um, no, this guy, he was, he was, like, down to his last dollar, and he ran out of petrol and demanded that we come and pick him up, and I told him... No, uh, but then we, we went to a restaurant and he's insisting on being served drinks. And he goes, do you know who I am? And he's waving his Mercedes name tag. I'm thinking, ah, I know you are, you're a fucking yeah. tool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so no, I don't use that line. You didn't say tool, did you? <laughs> May have. Um, okay. Okay, so, yeah. so a bit of an error in that whole domain. You know what I call a massive world? mistake? I call it an investment in experience. Oh, I, knew, I knew you'd have a phrase for it. You have I to reframe it, otherwise you might feel down and beat yourself up. Yeah. So, and, and I also, the other thing is I immediately tell my wife, I say, I just did the most stupid thing. And that way I, f I feel like I'm not 
hiding something. I was watching a great show the other night um, about repossessions and this husband and wife come home in their wedding car with the tin cans and the repo guys are repossessing the car <laughs> and she's, she, well, she knew nothing about it. She's good. did I just marry a loser? Did, did you just lie to me? This is my wedding day, you can't take my car. They took it anyway, of course, as you should. But the, <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't his car, but in any case, uh, no, I think it's good to admit your mistake. That's the point. Admit your mistake and identify what you've learnt from it. Uh, so making that error... Uh, it taught me a few things. The other thing is uh, I actually called up my friend Steve and I said, I just effed up on this thing. Can you help me analyse keywords and position it? Uh, I want to put some effort into it and get myself out of trouble. And he helped me analyse it and we sort of came up with a new way of thinking about that and we've pushed that domain into a premium part of our business and I truly believe that I'll get multiples back on that investment now because I actually have overcorrected if you like. One of the learnings from what you're talking about, and you know, James is very good at celebrating the good, the bad and the ugly. So whether it be a mistake, and, and through the process of me getting to know James and doing freedom ocean, and in fact putting together a whole masterclass, um, he would just remind me, and I think it's a good thing to, for everyone to take away. Write this down, by the way. No, no, I just want to say that because <laughs> I really like That wasn't believable. No. Okay, write this down. Okay, okay. What if I don't? But, but, um... <laughs> what I was going to say... Oh, that's good. Did you yeah. write that down? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you but do but like... you've got to celebrate the win. So if it's that if that's e if it's that ebook you put you put uh, up on your site and that first PayPal notification comes through, you know it can be very easy to go. Oh, geez, after all that work, I finally got you know thirty seven dollars back. But you know you would say, do you realise what you've just done? Yeah. You know you've created something and somewhere somewhere someone somewhere has just gone and decided to give you a bit of dough for it. That's a good thing. And so yeah. celebrate the wins and the losses. Other and the mistakes? other thing, really one of the highlights and seriously you should write this one down is so you got to say it seriously like that it's, yeah, I know. Just, it's got to be undetectable yeah okay uh, write is, it down guys no is that if you do make if you do make an error don't stop trying keep doing it it's like Tim with his nanocast it's hilarious but once you know how to do it and you're comfortable with it that's no longer a barrier for you ever again all right let's find something else something I did which is very rare is I over-segmented my business. Mm. And we've, we've been talking about the theme of segmentation and I'm quite good at segmenting because of my uh, dealership background. They used to really segment the dealership and, and understand the different departments. It was very department, departmentalised. And I actually over-segmented my email lists. I have a lot of email lists. I know because I looked up Steve-O's record and there's like 50 or something. But, one thing that that, that causes <laughs> is that, uh, firstly, some people might get more than one email from me when I broadcast, because even though it's supposed to merge it, they may have used different email addresses. I know when I send a test email, sometimes I get seven or eight from me, but at least with systems like Gmail, it bunches them together. But the other thing, and this is the, the, quite the funny thing, like, how many people we got here? Like, close to 200 people. Well, I actually sort of overlooked emailing out my two biggest email lists, uh, which was my blog list uh, with 13 or 14,000 subscribers and my uh, traffic grab list with uh, 2,000 2, something subscribers who had already handed me $79. I sort of forgot to tell them about the event because uh, they were kind of really segmented out. So, How far out are we talking from the event? Well, no, I haven't actually emailed. Them. Never. No. Oh, tell them now. Yeah, They'll yeah. be listening. You should. You should really get along. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I had every intention, but most of the people here have come from uh, two main channels, and that that would be affiliates and my previous event list. I mean, most, I'd say, there's at least half the people here have been to one of the events before. So I did remember to email the event list, but I actually know which event they went to. That's why we have people from Dubai and the UK and uh, from the events that I had in Sydney and Gold Coast, I actually segment by event, so I can communicate specifically. So it's good to segment, but just make sure that you're not overdoing the segmentation. So mm. my aha moment was, right, the way that I'm going to measure my email segmentation now is I'm going to split it into verticals, 
which means podcast. If they join the podcast, I don't take them off the podcast because they obviously want to know when there's a new podcast. That's like a free vertical. There's my information products, and then there's my coaching products, and then there's the events. And then the next goal, so that's, that's how it looks sideways, and then as you go up the list, you start free at the bottom, so like a waiting list, and then you go up to they bought a product. And as you go up, then that's a more valuable part of your email segment. And the goal is to have the freshest list. So now I actually create a new event or reason to migrate people from an old list to a new list and I actually pull them forward. So when I did a free business webinar a week or two ago, I said when they join that list, I'll take them off whatever list they were on in that vertical and move them up to that. So now I'm dealing with the freshest. That's how you get very high open rates. Um, you, you can actually be fresh with your list. I, I pretty much broadcast now. I don't have many autoresponders at all in my whole email database. Why is that? Because fresh is best. It's fresh real. You know, I can have a real conversation with people. Now the idea, many times with internet marketing offers and products, they ask for first name and email address. At what point do you ask for too much information? I don't think it's bad to ask for a fair bit of information. Because the more information you ask, the more you're going to know someone who's signing up, but we, then there's a greater blockage to We heard something up. today that's so true from Alexi, and that's that the buyer is worth more than the prospect. And most people who follow my stuff will know that I really don't chase opt-ins for the sake of opt-ins. I'm not squeeze, squeeze, squeezing all the time. Maybe that's a mistake, but... The original business that I had, the affiliate model, I pretty much only collected email addresses of buyers. And I, I have a very solid list of buyers. Like Virtually everyone on my list, apart from the podcast vertical, has bought something. And the, what, do we, what do we do about that? Well, I said, Get I, that podcast vertical happening, I reckon. <laughs> See, that's where you talk. It is happening. We're just making grunge. Okay. We're making grunge. Can, can we ask the audience and then we'll tell our listeners, just put your hand up if you came to this event via Freedom Ocean, perhaps. So have a look around wow. there. There's, like, there's dozens. Wow. Okay. Well, that's, what, that's can I ask how many came from small business, big marketing? Hey, who, who's come from that point? Both oh, of you. Okay, no, seriously, it's like, <laughs> it's like half a dozen. There were three. Well, no, you know there's what? more. I think that those two podcasts complement each other. Absolutely, they That's do. not the topic, though, so I've got to get you back on track here. Okay, right. you know how I made a bit of a blur and I spent too much money on, on, uh, uh, on traffic? Well, the other thing I was doing was paying people to send me leads. That worked great until one morning I logged on and somebody had sent me 160,000 visits overnight. And... How much we were paying per lead at that point in time? A dollar. Ooh. That would be a lot of dollars. Well, of the 160,000, and it was like the shittiest traffic ever, yep. it burnt, it actually melted Nanocast, it blew up their server. <laughs> Sorry about that, everyone. Uh, my site was fine. You know why my site was fine? Why? Because I've blown up my site more times than you've had hot dinners. And I've learnt from that. I don't that, know about that. No, I've learnt from that. <laughs> had a few hot dinners. You get, you know, get Ten a, seconds. Get a bit. Actually, you're right. <laughs> don't look at my stomach when I say that. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Uh, Sorry. Okay, so I've learnt in the past. $160,000. You just paid someone no, no, overnight for traffic. No, no, they had five or 6,000 people opt in. So mm. I'd, I'd racked up a $6,000 right. bill to my affiliate who generously sent me all that traffic. The only problem is they were crap. And luckily, because I've had situations like this before, in my terms and conditions on my affiliate page, it says we reserve the right to scrub crappy leads. And I emailed him instantly and I said, hey, look, firstly, please stop sending the traffic. Secondly... Do you know who I am? <laughs> oh, dear. Secondly, no, I said, I will send Tim Reid around here to eat you. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I, I actually... No, you've got to be... I mean, he's actually trying to do me a favour and send me traffic. What happened was he sent traffic, they opted in, he saw the money in his affiliate account. And he goes, this is good, I'm going to do more of it, which works pretty well in business, except I use double opt-in on my list. And after the double opt-in process, I was left with, like, like one or two hundred, or only... So I emailed him and said, listen, I can't pay for this traffic. It's not good traffic. And I sent him five or six hundred dollars. 
and said, let's just call it five or $600. Uh, how much did you spend on this? And he said, oh, about 300 or $400. And I said, look, let me just give you five or $600. We'll, we'll call it quits. And then I went and I changed my thing from a dollar to one cent. And I have since then. So I'm not doing the paid CPA thing because uh, you can't really control it uh, when something like that happens. So I may have protected myself from long-term abuse from lesser numbers. The only reason I knew it happened is A, the buttons were missing off my websites, mm -hmm. my PayPal stopped. If I don't have a, a payment within one hour in my PayPal, something's broken. Uh, and that meant nice. Nanocast was down. Secondly, uh, I had a visual website optimizer email saying I've used up my, my things and my tests are paused. I'm thinking, how could this be possible? 160,000 visits, it's not right. But I logged in and uh, sure enough that it had happened and melted everything down. So a few lessons out of that one. Does that make cost per acquisition uh, as a strategy not a good one now? It's a good New one, one, but not if you're in the internet marketing space, perhaps. Yep. Uh, I think there's definitely... I know, okay, here's another thing. I used to do a lot. Do you remember the, the big campaign where I made a lot of money that, that day? Mm -hmm. I kept promoting that thing and I was getting up to three, four $4,000 a day profit for quite a long time until they stopped paying me. And they stopped paying me because I sold too much of their product and they couldn't deliver and their customers demanded refunds. Mm. So I actually collapsed a business with too much traffic. Does that make sense? I basically put them out of business and then they couldn't afford to pay me, so I couldn't afford to promote and I got left with a small bill. Uh, it was only six or 7,000 in the end. Uh, but that really helped me start thinking about how do I get paid in advance? And we all know how that turned out because we were talking about it yesterday. It's really good to get paid first. Mm. Uh, but then, oh, I could lead straight into another one. Should I? Just, Go for gold. Is this interesting, by the way? Like, the, normally we can't ask The human why. side of Shremko. Who would have thought? Hey? Well, Who would have thought? I know. Uh, and just one other thing with that server crashing. Try and put all your heavy images and videos somewhere else, like Amazon S3 or whatever. Don't put them on your server because it'll, it'll just suck you dry. And had I, put, had I put all the media for traffic grab when I launched that, I would have crashed my server for sure because my Amazon bill was over $2,000 for the month. That's a big bill on Amazon. It's a lot of people watching three or four hours of video. Mm. Next. Well, next is... Um, Oh, should we talk about the hoodies? Why I love hoodies so much? Go for gold. Why I like hoodies so much? Um, they're great. I mean, one thing is they're. Is this a mistake? It is a mistake. Yeah, I got my energy bill recently. <laughs> and, okay, uh, I know where this one's going. Yeah, it's great. I mean, we live in a reasonably large house, and it's got underfloor heating. Yeah, and. Uh, I don't know if anyone wants to have a wild stab at what it might, what your energy bill might cost. What, what would a reasonable energy bill cost? Can we get some suggestions? Was it two fifty? Yeah, three fifty. Have I got four fifty? Have we got four fifty? <laughs> have we got five? We got five hundred over there. Have we got six, six hundred, <laughs> seven hundred thousand? Do we have two, three? Do we Love have it. four? Do we have? We'll do we have five? Do we have six? Three fifty. What are no, you auctioning no. in our domain name? No, seven and a half thousand dollars. Yeah. Now this is the interesting thing. My energy Over what bill. What period of time? Oh, this is one one bill. Yeah, no, like a, a month or a, qu a quarter. Okay. So it was a whole three months. So, got, so have, now you got, I, have you got an affiliate with the? No. <laughs> no. So I um, I now know why the uh, the fuses were turned to off in the electricity board. I should have left them there. But yeah. we've actually been able to buy hoodies for every single person at Fastweb Formula 3 for less than my energy bill. <laughs> <laughs> so don't throw them away. If you ever visit my lab, you'll need your hoodie because there's no underfloor heating no. anymore. No. <laughs> um, I, I also, uh, DVDs, there's an interesting story about that. Yep. The original concept of having a physical product was that it looks quite substantial and it's a good physical thing and it's you know something real. And the DVDs can, in some instances, reduce the amount of theft because it's harder for people to rip them and download them and also can reduce refund rates. Now, tomorrow I'm going to be talking about refund rates and theft and you're going to see that, that neither of those actually needed to be considered in that. The other thing was I used to speak from stage occasionally and it's nice to have something to wave around that people can see they're going to be buying. But 
I made that commitment to get physical product and then I changed my business model where I no longer speak. And to produce a thousand DVDs, it costs about $12 per thing, hard cost, so it's $12,000. So to film them might cost about $10,000, to produce them is another 12,000, and then you have to put them on a shelf somewhere, and I chose America because I've got a good audience over there. But then you've got these things and they send you a monthly bill to store them. Then they charge you to put them in a box and then they charge Ooh. you to post them. So your cost per unit actually gets up there at $30, $40. And they take too long to come to a faraway country. So I thought, you know what, I'm probably going to just get them shipped out here for the event. So I've got 200 DVDs sent out here. How much do you think it costs to ship 200 DVDs out here? Shouldn't be that much, right? How much? Uh, no, it was only three and a half, but, you know, so I'm literally selling these below cost yep. and I'm not doing it again. I'm not doing physical products anymore. It sort of flies against my, my whole point. With video becoming so big and getting bigger by the day, um, and there's going to be a lot of people going out and creating video, I'm sure. Would you suggest to anyone do DVDs or they're no, kind I of think it's if, dead? If you need a physical thing, give people a USB stick. Yeah, nice. I've got the Mac Air. It doesn't even have a DVD drive. Mm. I don't use DVDs anymore. I can't remember the last time I used one. Mm. So I think they're good to put on the shelf and, and to, to watch once. So when I buy information products, I do put them into the iMac and I stream it. But I, I wouldn't go out of my way to create them anymore. Mm. I, I always forget to rewind them. But what's, uh, what's your next mistake? Uh, well, okay, what, you've got to watch. Uh, I bought too many domains. Yeah. As hard as it might sound. <laughs> Who's bought too many domains, by the way? I'll just put both hands up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so I have, I have well over 2,000 domains now. And even at $10 each to renew, it's quite a recurring bill. But they get you with little jabs like who is and stuff. And the, the, my rep at uh, GoDaddy uh, kindly renewed them for me. And I looked at the bill and I said, no, nah, this is not right. You've charged me like eight or nine dollars for who is. And he said, oh, and I said, um, listen, uh, I really consider this to be excessive and uh, I don't think you should be charging me that. And he actually credited my account back like two or three thousand dollars. Nice. Just from asking. So here's my tip, you know, check, check what you're paying and query it. So my, my old mentor taught me question everything. But if you just let it run, you'll rack up huge expenses. And one of the things I did is I didn't have a dashboard for too long. You love your dashboard? I love my dashboard because, okay, I'm generating millions of dollars now and small changes make big differences. And I actually thought, you know what? I used to run a $100 million a year business and we had a financial controller who was a bit of a spreadsheet junkie and he used to give me stats every week. We're doing this and that and the other and I could make changes. And I'm, I'm not getting information more than at least once a quarter. I just get a bass bill and I don't even know what it's made up of. And then I get um, whopping tax bills from time to time. Uh, like the morning I woke up, I checked my inbox and said, oh, the tax department would like their $160,000, please. I'm like, mm. oh, what a bummer. Didn't know about that. No, what, 160000 Oh, yeah, okay, sorry, we, we didn't tell you about it. Okay, well, I guess I better pay it. So make sure, uh, make sure you keep a little reserve up your sleeve. But I thought I'll get my old financial controller to come to my house and I'll pay him to go through my business and tell me from an accountant's, you know, bean counter, non-emotional, no emotional investment in it, perspective of what I should be doing in my business. Anyway, the long story is uh, too long, so I'll tell you the short one. Mm -hmm. I couldn't get a hold of him easily, he's overseas, whatever, um, life gets in the way. So I actually said, well, if he did come, what would I tell him to do? And then I just did it, and uh, I just started doing the thing. And then, and then uh, the next evolution was I just started going into business units. Got my friend Steve-O up, uh, made, him, made this Excel spreadsheet from hell. Uh, like it's scary, I think it could run a spaceship. Yep. And we plugged in all the numbers for the last year and a half for one of my businesses, and we had a bit of an aha moment. Like, okay, we need to make some changes. And it was not quite as good as what I thought it would be, but there was huge opportunity. Within a few days of doing that, I had an offer on the table for that business, and, uh, and I decided to keep it. 
but then I changed the whole ratio and I changed everything about the business and it's a substantially better business. So the, the real thing is from now on, I'm not going to let a business grow so big before I sit down and analyse it a bit. Because I tend to do things in three or four minute bursts. If it takes more than three or four minutes, I usually I won't stick with it. So I, I make very, a lot of micro decisions in my business and occasionally you've got to actually sit down and spend a few hours drilling out the numbers, drilling down into the, the data and finding out the, the stuff so that you can make decisions on it. So that was, it could, could have been potentially very expensive to continue down that path. Hearing you talk about this, it's one of the, it, 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 it can be painful, that stuff. I know you love it. One of the things with internet marketing, you know, me included, and I'm sure there's other people out there, you just want to create product. You want to create, whether it be information or whatever it is, and that, that dashboard and all that technical stuff can be so painful. Well, it's because it's not, it's not tapping you on the shoulder and saying, do it now, mm. but the deadlines you set with customers um, yeah. are, are tapping you on the shoulder. Yeah, so we are. always focus on what's urgent, but not what's important. Yeah. And that, you know, the lawn keeps growing taller. Eventually, it covers the window. You have to go and mow it. But those spreadsheets that take a few hours to produce, they just, they're not chasing you down. That's why they don't get done. When was the last time you mowed the lawn? <laughs> I watched the guy out there on the track there. He really Answer the question, James. Uh, last time? <laughs> Years. Yeah, yeah, Years. Good. I don't even clean the pool. No. But I look out and watch I wasn't him threatening him there. No one wasn't getting serious, right? That's it. You how can how long have we got to go, Miss Timekeeper? About three, four five minutes. minutes. Five minutes. Uh, very good. You're normally the timekeeper. I know. I'm kind of getting. Is lost that a luxury? Here. It's lovely. Yeah, we should get Fiona to pop around when we're doing. Absolutely. She lives in the neighbourhood too. Kids are in the same school. Uh, okay, so I'll tell you about my PayPal shuffle. That was hilarious. Mm -hmm. You know when you open up another PayPal account and you try and put a credit card because you want to do recurring subscriptions and it says, no, we've already got that card. And I don't really, I'm not a massive fan of credit anymore. And so I put my Visa card on my main account and I opened another account and I didn't have a card. So when it comes time to pay the wages and stuff, I just, I just shuffled, you know, I mass paid $10,000 from one account to the other. I do that five or six times a month and about $200,000 later, I realised there's actually a fee on the other end. Uh, Ooh, so, big I, fee? Oh, four or $5,000 or something. Enough. For, you know, so I could have got a credit card and had a bit of fun with it for yeah. four or five grand. <laughs> uh, so I wasn't watching my numbers again. So You've you got a few more stakes, mistakes there. <laughs> stakes. So you like to point <laughs> that out, don't you? But um, we, are getting <laughs> we are getting close to time. I'm really interested to know out of all the, not out of just what you've mentioned, but do you have any major oh, regret yeah. and or what leaves the most sour taste in your mouth of all the different things you've done in internet marketing? Oh, that's a very negative question. Oh, well, there's got to be, you know, you'll put um, a positive well, spin on it, no doubt. I but, don't um, really have regrets. That's a weird thing, because I'm actually not unhappy with where I'm at now, and I think I had to have everything happen to get okay. to where I'm at. Is that weird? Yeah, no, no well, yeah, but, yeah, it's weird, but, you know, well, like... Okay, we'll, one of the... We'll go with it. One um, of the strangest things I did was I, I really built out my whole first business around somebody's trademark, which was yeah. dumb. I made hundreds of thousands of dollars and just had to give it up. I had to walk away from it because I outgrew the market, the product went a bit flat. Um, it, it's still around, you know, but I don't think it's the best choice anymore, so I stopped selling it. And, you know, most people, when they're getting five, six thousand dollars a month recurring, can't turn it off because mm. they're greedy. Uh, but I'm not so greedy that I want to let somebody have the wrong solution. Mm -hmm. And I've redirected that now to Optimize Press. So much to James Dyson's delight, who enjoys making my logos, um, it's now pushing traffic to him. How nice were his slides? I love it. Just, I love. You know what? I have a bit of a slide fetish, and they were pretty good slides. They were better. They, apparently, he's got tricky fonts. But in order yeah. to have those work, he would have had to give me the slides more than three minutes prior to the presentation. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so, Great. Uh, I just hey, James, to, I've got yeah. a feeling um, yeah. there is probably another episode of Freedom Ocean. <laughs> no, yeah. definitely. No, no, I'm pretty sure we're out. Enough. You're exposed can I do, enough. I to, I wanna, can I do one more? Go, go for one it. One more. As long as you want. Um, as long as it's no more than a minute. Selling my time. Selling my time's been... Um, I mean, probably the closest I've come to a regret is you've got to be very careful 
if you are in any type of coaching, mentoring, or um, selling your time basis. In other words, if you have to turn up to make the money, that's a kind of a shitty business model because there's only one you. And uh, it really breaks my rule if it doesn't work without you. If you are going to sell your time, make sure you get a lot of money per hour or try and do it on a per unit or something. So I'm, I now do small group coaching is like the maximum I want. I, I have very few one-on-one -on -one customers uh, and they're, they're really keen to stick around, which is lovely. So. I, I don't go out looking for more. Mm. I, I went, as soon as I realised it, and it was quite some time ago, I stopped taking customers. I put my fees up, um, and even that didn't stop people. So now it's just, it's just not even an option, because you can't get the time back. You, you, you're not going to be on your deathbed saying, gosh, I wish I spent more time building other people's businesses and helping them solve their problems. I think you'd rather spend the time with the family. Or whatever. So if, you know, I'd say guard your time like you, like you mean it, because now my team in the in the last month has doubled in size. My business, uh, in, in the, my primary business that they're working on, has more than doubled, and I now need to invest time in my own business. So here's my big tip: it's the big aha moment. Make you your number one client. So if you currently have clients, push 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 them aside a bit. Make you the number one client for you, work on your stuff first, and then work on the others when you're finished with you, and hold yourself accountable. Kick your own ass. The yes, no, pro the yes, no thing that you often talk about. The filtering. The filtering. Yeah, but you've got to look after yourself. My grandfather said, pay yourself first, and then same thing, look after yourself first, otherwise you'll just be an employee with a job. James. That would be episode 27 of Freedom Ocean. Oh, we did it. Done and dusted. I had to we bring you it. up to Queensland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank you. Um, what should people do if they want to get a little bit more of the love? They should go along to freedomocean.com and they should join our email list so that we send out the transcription of every episode as, as our special thing. But we also send bonuses that are not available anywhere else. They're Correct. exclusive. Correct. Mate, it's been an absolute pleasure. It has. And I'm looking forward to the next episode real soon. And I'm looking forward to my T-shirt that fits. <laughs> Thanks for diving into the Freedom Ocean with James Shramko and Tim Reed. You've just come that little bit closer to living the life you choose. Please keep in mind that the ideas, opinions, and information shared in the show are those of the hosts and do not reflect those of their past employers. And as far as future employers go, well, they're both pretty much unemployable. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> that was a bit camp. Was a bit camp. Yeah, I guess so. What's wrong with camp? <laughs> now, Timbo, I have something to ask you. Yep. Uh, in the last in the last few episodes, we struggled through <laughs> building you an information empire. Yep. You got the, you got a good deal, didn't you? Like you, you do a podcast, and I'm pretty much coaching you bit by bit. Uh, slowly but surely. Slowly but surely. Uh, it's now, a big mountain to move, James. It is a big bill. <laughs> okay, so um, where's your masterclass up to? Is it finished? Yep, finished a masterclass um, uh, last... What, where are we? Saturday. Finished it on Wednesday. So if you listen to some of the previous episodes of Freedom Ocean, James sort of took me through this whole process of putting together, you know, leveraging my time, going from one-on-one -on -one to, to running a, a full-on eight-week online marketing communications masterclass and it actually finished on Wednesday and, and it was the most amazing feeling. And you've recorded it and you're yep. now going to make it an information product. Totally. So um, this is for, um, it's for the small business owner, okay? So what I did, what I recognised, and I've known this for a while now, is that the marketing world has changed so, so much and saying that earlier, you know, to the point that the small business owner who's handing out dough for the yellow, to the Yellow Pages, hello Yellow Pages, um, or to, you know, the local newspaper, hello to the local newspaper. But, you know, there are so many wonderful online opportunities where if you get your message right, 
then you can put it in these places and get massive bang for your buck and great inquiry. So what I did is I worked to my strength. I have a wonderful network um, of A players in terms of people that I know and um, you know the, the people who have spoken on this stage today and who are in this room, including Jen on Facebook and Kerry on content and Mike on AdWords and Dave Jennings on video. I talked about branding. We had people talking about copywriting. But basically, um, over the course of about 15 or 17 hours, I've produced um, a product thanks to James and I'm really, really proud of it. And it's for the small business owner and you can find out more about it by asking me or, or buying it over on that wonderful desk there. And it's 495 bucks and um, I'm, I'm just really proud of it because it's like, it's information that every small business owner should have. So, there and that's go. called the Online Marketing Communications Masterclass. Well, it's good to see you turn this stuff into something useful. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Doing something with my life. That's it. <laughs> He's got a future. Is it well, dinner? You know what? I think it is. It's dinner time. I, I think we're going to wrap for the day. I'm going to uh, suggest that you, again, introduce yourself to someone you haven't met yet. There's fantastic people here. I, I, in fact, last night after dinner and everything else, a friend of mine uh, came and, and just hung out and had a chat with me. Um, this guy's a multi-millionaire. He's been probably the most influential person in my business in the last year, and he's somewhere in the room too, just lurking. They're out there, I'm telling you. Uh, they just don't talk about it. They're very, very quiet. So see if you can find out who's out there. Um, when, I, when I've had something to eat, I'm going back to my room. I'm going to check those videos uh, that my ninjas have loaded up to Dropbox for me, and tomorrow I'm going to be giving out a near $700 bottle of Grange, which I bought from Sydney's fourth best bottle shop, so I know it's going to be good. <laughs> they put it on the sign, I don't understand it. <laughs> Got a lot of comments on Facebook. Uh, it's a good example of the sort of thing you post to Facebook and say, well, what's, what's with the, well, you know, I'd rather deal with third best, but, or second, or first. But in any case, uh, I'm giving it away tomorrow, and of course it comes with three months of Silver Circle access where you get stuck with me for three months, uh, helping you double your profits. So uh, obviously whoever wins that will have done something useful to win it, and is the right type of person to be take, taking that uh, prize. So that's very exciting tomorrow. Uh, Le Leanne will be announcing who wins the um, donation award, so if you want to donate to a good cause and put yourself in with a good tweet. I've seen some great stuff on Twitter. People are very clever there, putting in the hashtag and summarising the day's event. I do want to just a quick survey. Is this a good event so far? Yeah. yeah? I think you'll be pretty excited about tomorrow. I mean, you've had a taste of Ed already. Uh, we know that's going to be interesting. We have the Swiss Army weapon uh, <laughs> talking about affiliate marketing, and we've got Kyle talking about local business. Uh, I'm going to come back with two sessions tomorrow. I'm talking about leverage, and I'm talking about uh, productivity and test results. And I think we're going to have a bit of fun. So uh, we'll see you all back. Uh, we start at 9 o'clock sharp tomorrow morning. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for diving into the Freedom Ocean with James Schramko and Tim Reed. You've just come that little bit closer to living the life you choose. Please keep in mind that the ideas, opinions, and information shared in the show are those of the hosts and do not reflect those of their past employers. And as far as future employers go, well, they're both pretty much unemployable. <laughs>